All right, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J-A-Y, the letter B-T-H-O. All right, this is part two. I did break, Just now, I finished part one of the Western Conference Finals recap. I uh, also give you a finals recap, but I want to do an Eastern Conference Finals recap. And I want I give you a basically decide how Golden State, I think they should win, but I want to do a little bit better breakdown. So real quick, the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday beat the Boston Celtics 87-79. to All right, LeBron was amazing as always. He played the whole game, which is ridiculous. 12-24, uh, 3 of 8 from the three-point line, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, 35 points. All right. Now, this game was a very slow-paced game. The Celtics were up, but they never pulled away, and all the Cavaliers needed was one person. One person to really give them a chance, like somebody else to get 15-plus points. And who was it? Yours truly, Jeff Green. Now, Jeff Green is one of the most talented, inconsistent players I've ever seen in my life. All right, This guy went to Georgetown. He played with Roy Hibbert. They used to be on the Pacers. He was a small forward, power forward combo that could dribble, shoot, handle the ball. He basically could do anything. And the thing that frustrates me about him is that some games will have like 28 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, and the next game he'll have 0 points. And it's like you are too talented to be this inconsistent. So it's very frustrating watching him, but I kind of did guess that he'd have a good game because it's very random. Also, um, Tristan Thompson was great, played really good defense. Uh, It was just an ugly game that the Cavaliers kind of mucked out, you know. Once the Cavs, they were coming back. Boston never pulled away. You know, in the first half, Boston was up, but they never pulled away. And if if you were going to keep the game ugly and slow, the Cavaliers would have found a way to win. Now, a couple funny things happened. Um, Jalen Brown, who was a very good three-point shooter, LeBron just let him shoot open threes the whole game. He was like, yo, you're going to have to prove it today. And he did not come through, all right? Now, let me give you his numbers. He was 3 of 12 from the three-point line. So in the first half, he was 2 out of 3, and he just started missing. LeBron was like, yo... You want to be the man, be it. Now, he was not the only bad shooter. Terry Rozier, who has secretly been just taking horrific shots. All right, you know, scary Terry, all the nicknames. 36 minutes, 2 of 14 from the field, which is horrific. 0 of 10 from the three-point line, which is horrific. Four rebounds, four assists, um, and four points. Now, I'm going to defend him a little bit. He's been amazing all playoffs. This is a really bad game. It's bad timing. But his shot selection is something he's going to have to work on. Now, is he a starting point guard in this league? Yeah, but for who? You know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the question. Is he a starting point guard in the NBA? Yes. But I don't know how much I can invest in him. You know, but again, he's been great. You know, you know, he had one bad game. It doesn't define him. But the Celtics were just shooting too many threes. I felt that Jason Tatum, who had 24 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, was the only player who consistently scored. He got to the rim. He did this crazy dunk on LeBron and stared at him. Which was like, man, he might want to be careful there. You don't want to. I respect it, though. You got to respect it. I'm sure LeBron after the game was like, you know what? You you got that one. Uh, Al Horford, 17 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Like I said, it was close in the first half, but I never felt like the Celtics could pull away. They went dead cold from the three-point line. And the Celtics in Houston had the same problem. The three-pointer that helped him get to the uh, finals had failed them. And when it fails, you have to go to the rim. Again, other than Jason Tatum, nobody else went to the rim. So um, that's that's pretty much it. Now, I'm going to give you the Cleveland Cavaliers road to beating the Golden State Warriors. A couple things have to happen. One, Tristan Thompson has to dominate the boards. Now, P.J. Tucker killed the Warriors in the glass. Tristan Thompson's a better rebounder. He has to dominate the boards, all right? Number two, three shooters have to get hot. J.R. Smith, 
Kyle Korver, and Jeff Green. All right, or or Kevin Love. Three shooters have to get high. Number three, there must be a second number two score that gets over 20 points, all right? So most likely, that's going to have to be Kevin Love. So Kevin Love is going to have to be huge in this series, all right? Now, I want to defend Kevin Love real quick. In Minnesota, he used to average 24 and 15. And in Cleveland, he doesn't put up the same numbers. But that is kind of the price of praying with LeBron, all right? Kevin Love and um, Chris Bosh had the same problem where when they were on their old team, they got the ball more. Listen, LeBron dominates the ball, and you're going to have to just learn how to deal with that. So he kind of became a spot-up shooter. Now, he can still post up. He can still do other things. But Cleveland, you know, I'm going to put this more on Ty Lue and LeBron. They kind of reduced his role. They just said, hey, just spot up and shoot next to LeBron. And it's like, you can't complain about Love if you're not giving him a great chance. Like, feed him in the post, please. Let him have these mid-smashes where they put these small fours on him that he can't back down. Listen, Kevin Love, I think, is still a good player. Is he the same player from Minnesota? Um, his body type's a little different. He's not the same rebounder, but he's still a very good rebounder, a very good passer. And the only way that the Cavaliers beat the Warriors is that all hands are deck. All hands on deck, excuse me. LeBron will be great. He'll average like 38, 15, and 15. I'm not worried about LeBron. J.R. Smith has to be good. George Hill, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, I wouldn't play him. All right. You know, if he if he's hot, he's hot, but man, he is a horrible decision maker, and the Cavs cannot afford turnovers. Kyle Corver has to be hot. I mean, all hands on deck. If, if there's a secret plan or strategy that Ty Lue has, he better use it now. Now, with that being said, even with Iguodala out, let's say Iguodala doesn't play the whole series. Yes, that matters because that is the best LeBron, uh, defender to put on LeBron, but they should still win without Iguodala. Now, the problem is if Kevin Love is out and Iguodala is out, that's worse for the Cavs and the Warriors. The Warriors still have four guys that can score. Kevin Love is their number two option. If he doesn't play, which is still questionable, I just don't see how they can win without Kevin Love. Now, like I said, um, somebody asked me, does, do I think the NBA will cheat and not let the Warriors get swept? If the if the Cavaliers win, they'll win because they're hot from the three-point line and they're getting some calls. But I don't think it's because of cheating. Now, I'm not going to say that the Cavaliers can't win, all right? After 2016... When um, LeBron James came back from a 3-1 lead, him and Kyrie, and beat the Golden State Warriors, I'm never going to just assume anything else again. So can they beat the Warriors? Yes, anything can happen, but it's not likely. Like I said, all hands on deck, everybody has to be great. That is the only way, all right? Nobody can suck, all right? Even in the Boston series, J.R. Smith did not make a three at Boston. If he does not make a three in Golden State, they're not going to win, all right? So that that's it, man. That's the only way I can do it. Now... Before I wrap this podcast up, um, I had to break the podcast into two parts. And the reason why I had to do that was there was just something that came out recently that was just a little crazy. I had to do a little research on it. Now, I'm not going to do a full deep dive, but again, I like to tackle theories. So earlier in the part one of the podcast, I tackled a theory why that the Golden State Warriors were not lucky to beat the Rockets and that why there was no cheating and why Chris Paul injury wasn't lucky. I gave you all the consistent variables of how that didn't happen. Now... There have been reports that um, Brian Colangelo, the Sixers president and general manager, has had five fake accounts. Now, I know what you're probably asking. Why would he have five fake accounts? I cannot answer that question. But the problem is all fake, all the five fake accounts are going at his own players and it's just kind of bigging him up. And again, how many people would make a fake account of a general manager? A couple, five, maybe, but he's not, you know, he's not that popular in Philadelphia. They don't really love him. They kind of always gave him a hard time. Now, 
I just want to debunk a theory. Now, I'm not saying this is true. I'm not saying this is false. We don't know. But again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. This is a crazy story, but I want to say something. Now, somebody said that Brian Colangelo, a president, could not ever say nothing this stupid because he knows he would lose his job. Now, hold on. So, again, I'm debunking the theory. I'm not saying whether this is true or not true. We're going to find out. But the problem I have with the story is that people saying that it can't be true because why would a president of a team say dumb things online? Do you know who the president of the United States is? I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not I'm not going into politics right now. I can if I want to. This is my podcast, but I'm not. But again, the theory that a president can't say nothing dumb doesn't make any sense. All right, he's already saying something dumb. So because a team president has five fake accounts, you know, like I said, I don't know if it's true or not, but it looks very weird and odd. All right. And the accounts are very personal. They they go about his son. They're saying how great he is. It's, it's again, we're going to find out very soon because with today and technology, the Sixers can find emails. They can find the phone number. They can find the burnt phone number. They got cameras. They can figure out by Friday if this story is true or not. And best believe, if this story is true about this guy talking bad about his own players, he will have to get fired because he has ruined his reputation. Again, it's one thing if Kevin Durant makes a fake account and talking about other players. It's different when a team president does it. When, you know, you have relationships with your players and you're making fake accounts to tell people how you really feel. They just, the relationship, you can't ever fix that. And like it be said, he doesn't believe it. But if it's true, it's something that you can't come back from. So like I said, we'll find out about that later. And I want to debunk one more theory, all right? Um, I'm not going to take too long as maybe five or ten minutes, but real quick. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, I had no problem with. Why? The Oklahoma City Thunder were one of the five best teams in the league. Kevin Durant was one of the five best players in the league. So to me, Kevin Durant shouldn't go to a worse team. He should go to a team that's just as good or maybe a little bit better that he's a fit for. Now, at the time, the Warriors had cap space. The cap blew up. They had the money. Harrison Barnes was an unrestricted free agent, and they had a need to fill. And instead of paying Harrison Barnes $28 million, they said, hey, Let's just give that same money to Durant, and he was a free agent, all right? Now, in Durant's side, people say, oh, well, you can't go to a team that beat you in the playoffs before. And I said, well, why? Because that means you're not really a winner. I would like to remind y'all that Chris Paul was also up 3-1 against the Houston Rockets and has joined the team. Well, that was a couple years ago. Okay, now we're getting into semantics and technicalities. But your theory that you can't join a team that beat you in the playoffs doesn't make sense because yours truly, Chris Paul, did the same exact thing. Now, another theory I want to debunk. Um, the 3-1 lead. I remember, this is old, but I want to talk about this. People used to say, oh, the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Now, listen, I ain't ever excusing the Warriors for that 3-1 lead, all right? That, I'm, listen, you got three chances to win one game and you didn't do it. You can't, you can't defend it. But what I will say is just, it's really weird that... It just became such a thing about 3-1 lead when right before the Warriors did it, the Oklahoma City Thunder blew a 3-1 lead. You know, and I just it just was really curious. And before that, the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead to the Rockets. But like I said, people are very selective on what they like to choose to remember and not remember, all right? And like the last theory, Kevin Durant going to a team is better. Like I said, there was a need, there was a fill, and the theory that you can't join another thing, another Remember, it's business, number one, all right? There's no such thing as loyalty in sports. The only thing you are loyal to is your craft and your paycheck, all right? As long as you get your pet craft 
excuse me, as long as you improve on your craft and get your paycheck, that is what you are loyal to. Okay. We always are mad at the employee and not the employer. Yo, when you leave a job and go to another job, you ain't never going to talk about like, oh man, why you go to them, man? You could have beat them. Yeah, let's say I'm the best technician in the world, right? And I work for Microsoft. And Google is ahead of us, all right? And I'm the, literally the best technician in the world. And somebody said, yo, you can't go to Google. We're about to beat them. But Google is giving me offers that y'all can't. And I can win with Google, and I haven't won here. And I just want like, to try something different at this point in my life. Yeah, man, but that means you're not loyal. There's no such thing as loyalty in business. But y'all keep doing this thing where y'all are mad at the players and not the GM. Again, Let's go back to Oklahoma City. They had their chances. They had chances to sign Paul Gasol. They had chances to sign a bunch of role players. Okay? They had a chance to keep James Harden instead of trade him. They blew it. Okay? They blew it. The one guy they kept was Westbrook, and he's probably the worst one out of Durant and Harden. That was their choice. Okay? And they, in the last year of um, a Durant, they told him to be a spot-up shooter and attack off the, off the dribble. They basically said, yo... I know you're a career 28 point per game score, but do you mind being a role player? Now go ahead and lie and say you wouldn't leave too. You would just do it. All right. So that's pretty much it, man. Um, next week we're going to have some draft podcasts. Um, I'm going to try my best on Friday to get a guest on. Um, it's going to be a remote podcast, so we're not going to be in the same room. We're going to have to try to do the remote. I did it one time before. I had mixed feelings on it. If I don't like how it sounds, I won't put it out, but I'm going to try to record a podcast on Friday. Now, the game is on Thursday and the next game is on Sunday. So if I can't get the podcast out, I would put one out on Monday. But again, thank you guys for all your support. I want to shout out to all my friends, all the new subscribers. And this is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. This is your host, J-A-Y, the letter B-T-H-O. Know Your Role Player Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Overcast. We're on a lot of apps and we're this close to being with Spotify. So like I said, if you like this podcast, tell a friend and tell a friend. You know, shout outs. I got a couple shout outs. You know what I'm saying? Not too many. Um, shout outs to Metaphor, Tone. Uh, my man B, you know, Bradley, all, everybody that listens, you know, I got um, a, a couple new people uh, to, you know, but like I said, I'm very happy with the progress of this podcast. And again, the more you support it, the farther it will go. OK, now, the best thing I can do is be consistent and try to record one to two episodes a week, every week. All right. As long as I got my voice and long as I'm breathing in the live and ain't nothing, no crises, everything, nothing bad. I'm going to give you all do the best I can. All right. And like I said, a lot of people have been asking me about E. Like I said, he is doing his summer internship and working. All right. I'm going to try to get him on a summer podcast, but if I can't get him right away, in the meantime, I'll get other guests. But again, he gave y'all his Instagram. If y'all want to go message him and ask him to do the pod, y'all can do that. He gave it to y'all. All right. But again, there's no, you know, like I said, shout outs to E. You know what I'm saying? He's working right now, doing his thing, black excellence. But. I'm going to try my best, but again, it's hard in the summertime. Like I said, this is a hobby. This is not real life. This is a hobby. This is for fun. But that's pretty much it, man. Again, this is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J-A-Y, the B-T-H-O. I will see y'all soon. I'm out.